Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Craig Dyson. My wife, Kara, and I are the pastors of Convo Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Thank you for joining us from your homes today. Once again, we're back at it with Online Church here with the Convo Church Online Campus, and uh, which right now is the only campus we have. So we're just glad that you're tuning in with us. And we love you no matter where you are. I'm going to go straight into the scripture this morning. Uh, I'm in the book of John. It's in the New Testament, one of the four Gospels. John chapter 9. I'm going to be reading this from the message translation. I just love the way that it says it. And it says, Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? And then Jesus said, You're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God can do. Can I pray for you this morning? Father, we just thank you so much for your presence. We thank you for your word. I ask that for every single person who's tuning in right now, Lord, that you would just help every single one of us, God, to open up our hearts, open up our minds. We want to hear from you today. We want to learn through this crazy season. We want to be better on the other side of it. So I pray that you would help us to see what you're doing and not get bogged down and distracted by all the things that are happening around us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Now, a quick story. Growing up, um, I love to play sports. I'm tall. I don't know if you can see that on camera. Uh, six foot seven. And uh, I hit my head on door frames a lot. It's just part of, the, it's part of my life. Uh, but basketball was really my primary sport. And uh, my dream growing up was to play Division I uh, college basketball. And honestly, just being real, out of high school, maybe I had D2 skill. Uh, but God gave me an opportunity. And so I went to Liberty University and, uh, and really had no business being there in this context. But I started working hard before the tryouts uh, got going. I'm, I'm doing cardio. I'm trying to get myself in the best shape of my life so I could go out and try to compete. And literally a few months before we got into the tryouts, I got pneumonia in both of my lungs. I got double pneumonia and it, it wiped me out uh, to the point where I literally had to go back home for at least a week and a half just to recover. Uh, but you can imagine that was really bad timing when it came to what I was trying to accomplish. It really bad timing for even what I felt like God was opening up a door for me and it stunned my development and somehow by the grace of God, I still ended up making the team, but it really hampered my impact. It hampered my position on the team. And uh, so that was honestly probably one of the worst moments looking back where I was just in a bad spot and I was asking God, God, why did you let this happen? If you opened up this door of opportunity, why did you let this happen to me? So I don't know if you've been there before. I don't know if you've ever had these moments in life, but I was, I was angry at God. I was upset with him and I blamed him. And, and I let him know it. And actually at the time, I wasn't sure if that was okay or not. Turns out now it's okay to talk to God. <laughs> it's okay to tell him how you feel. He already knows anyway. But I was blaming God. But what was really happening was that I was pursuing my plans, but not God's purpose. Our nature is to do our own thing and then ask God to bless it. And instead of seeking God first and discovering our purpose in him and living out his purpose, for our life. Now listen to this. Your purpose will come alive when you pursue God's presence. That's right. And that's, that's a whole other message for a different time, but it ties into this today. Your purpose will come alive by pursuing God's presence. And when we live in God's presence, 
we will walk in our purpose. But when we get distracted by doing our own thing, we end up missing what God is trying to do. So when I got sick in college, did I get sick because I was living in sin? Did I get sick because uh, God was angry with me because he was trying to judge me? He was trying to, to, to do something in my life? No, God didn't make me sick, but God used it. It was God's grace actually in that season that literally ended up altering my direction. At that time in my life, actually, the truth is I was running from the call of God in my life. I knew what God was asking me to do for my life and my purpose, but I was afraid for whatever reason. I was trying to run from it. But God used this moment to redirect my course and to redirect my attention and to point me in the direction that would lead to the life that I'm living now, the wife that I have, the children that I have, the church that we pastor, the city where we live, was all goes back to this moment where I could have been angry and blamed God, but God got my attention and began to redirect the way that I saw things. This, today, I really, really hope that, that you're gonna take notes. At Convo Church, we're note takers. We believe that we're actually speaking to our Monday through our Saturday. We're not just checking our religious church box. So I hope that you're taking notes today. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna give you the title. And, uh, and I want you right now to turn to the favorite person in your family and tell them the title with me right now. The title is, That's How I See It. That's How I See It. Now turn to your second choice of your second favorite child or family member. I'm just joking, you don't have a favorite child. And say it to them, that's how I see it. I think we have a lot of people right now, and for good reason, are asking God in the season that we're in, really in the whole world. Not, not, there's not a whole lot of times where we can address the season that we're in and literally the entire world is experiencing the same season. But there's a lot of people right now that are asking God, why? Why, why is all this happening? Why coronavirus? Why all the different challenges that we're facing? But I wanna give you this thought right now. God's biggest miracles happen in the face of the biggest obstacles. And that's where we want to find ourselves today. So let's go back to our, our Bible verse. Let's hit this up again one more time. Let's see what Jesus is doing. Uh, if you're looking back in the passage in John chapter 9, we've got the blind man, we've got the disciples, we've got Jesus, and, and in the peripheral, there's always the crowd. But the blind man had been born blind. He was that way from birth. And which is really, if you think about it, that's a very sad, that's a very unfortunate situation. And the disciples wanted to know why. They wanted to know why he was blind. Like, what was, what was the cause? Like, what was the reason? Whose fault is it that he was going through what he was going through? You know, it's interesting. Basically, our, in our human nature responds, our human nature's response to, to these type of situations is always trying to find blame, right? I know I've done it. Like, something goes wrong or something I don't understand. And my first response to it is, well, why did it happen? Whose fault is it? I have three kids at home. Something ends up broken. I'm usually asking, who did it? Whose fault is this? Why is this broken? Which usually there is a good reason for that from one of the children. But we want to assign blame when we don't like or we don't understand the circumstances around us. We want everything to be about karma, cause and effect, but it's not how God works. And I'm so grateful that that's not how God works. We, don't we use that phrase a little too flippantly in our culture? We're like karma this, karma that, when the reality is that it comes from a, an entirely non-biblical concept. But I'm so grateful that I don't live in karma. The reality is, is that that comes from a Buddhist and a Hindu religion, and this is the definition. The sum of a person's actions determine their future outcome. Man, I'm so glad that that's not true, because if that's the case, I'm in trouble. 
If the sum of all my actions determine my future, I'm in total trouble. So I'm grateful for the grace of God. Check this out. In Romans chapter three, verse 23, it says it this way. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. In Ephesians uh, chapter two, verse nine, it says salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. So I'm just grateful right now that, that God puts everybody on the same playing field. None of us are, are living in a reality where we can earn the favor and the attention of God. He comes after us with his love and grace and gives us all the chances that we need to be able to pursue him. He gives us what we don't deserve, which is his love. And he holds back what we do deserve, which is the consequences of our lives and our actions. But let's get back to the story now. Jesus told his disciples, listen to this. He goes, you're asking the wrong questions. I love this so much. How often are we missing what God is doing because we're expecting things to go our way and when they don't, it distracts us into focusing on the wrong things and asking the wrong questions. Notice now, Jesus didn't say you shouldn't ask questions. He just said you're asking the wrong questions. Jesus said you're looking for someone to blame and there is no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God is doing. I think we're asking the wrong questions right now when we look at the things that are going on around us. Who's, whose fault is the coronavirus? We wanna know, right? We want somebody to be accountable for this situation. Will we make it? Why am I sick or why is one of my loved ones sick? How come it's not somebody else? Why is it somebody that I know or love? Why did I lose my job? Will the government save us? Is this because of the sin of the world? Is this God's judgment? Is this the anger of God coming to life on our planet? Jesus addresses these very questions in Matthew chapter 16, 23. He says it this way. He says, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. God is speaking to us today the exact same way that he spoke to the disciples about this blind man. He said, you're asking the wrong questions. We're trying to find someone to blame, right? There is no cause and effect in this situation. Look instead for what God can do. Listen, God is trying to get us, he's trying to get you and me to see things differently. He's trying to get us to open up our minds and not get caught just in, in, in the circumstance of what we're looking at and what we're facing. He's trying to get us to see things differently. He really wants us to begin to see things through his eyes. Because God sees things completely differently from how you and I see things. So the one line from this, this, uh, these verses that, we have, that we've read that I want to kind of land on and finish with today is this one phrase where Jesus said, look instead for what God can do. The disciples looked at the blind man and they, they wanted to know whose fault it was. But Jesus looked at the blind man and he said, watch what God can do. Watch what I'm about to do. Watch what can happen. Yeah, it's messed up. This guy's been blind his whole life. Yeah, it's messed up that, that he was born that way. But watch what God can do. Those are two very different perspectives, aren't they? And I wonder if we can take that same perspective and look at our own lives right now and begin to ask ourselves that question, what can God do? What is the, the, the current why that you've been asking in this particular situation? And I know like in, in just in our church, there have been so many people already that have been impacted predominantly when it comes to employment, when it comes to their business or their job or, 
or, or not knowing what's next, not, or having just this anticipated fear that maybe I still have my job, but, but what, if, what if I end up losing that too? And they start thinking about our rent. We start thinking about our mortgage. We start thinking about the ability to buy groceries. And there, there's a lot of fear there, but I wanna, let's, let's kind of, let's go there for a second. Let's kind of ask ourselves some of these hard questions to see if we're on task or if we're not. Maybe some of you that are watching, you, you have contracted the coronavirus and you're asking God why. Maybe you have lost your job, you're asking God why. Maybe you're just someone who empathizes with society and you're, you, you are physically feeling the pain that other people are dealing with and you're asking God why. Maybe you're struggling financially through this season. And again, we want answers. We want to know why. But listen, I want us to make sure that as we begin to change the way that we ask these questions and we begin to change the way we see these things, we need to understand something about God's nature. God doesn't create tragedy simply to demonstrate his power. God uses tragedy to demonstrate his power and he reveals his goodness to those who will turn to him. God doesn't see crisis as an obstacle, he sees it as an opportunity. And today, man, I hope if you get nothing else out of what we're talking about today, that you will realize that what God is putting in front of you, it may not seem like you're gonna make it, it may not seem like we're gonna get through this thing, but I'm telling you that if you will turn your eyes to the Lord, you'll get your eyes off of the circumstance that is around you, you'll begin to see that God is creating opportunity out of these obstacles. That's how we should see things. I believe if we change the way that we see things, what could God possibly be doing in our life right now if we begin to see things the way that he sees them? What can God do through this season that would before have been completely impossible? Here's just a couple of things that I wrote down. I know for one, in, in personal experience through this, churches all around America and all around the world are being forced to find new ways to connect with people and to get the message of Jesus out. And maybe some of these churches would have eventually done these type of things, but I'm telling you, when you are in the fire, you are forced to make moves. And even for Convo Church, our amazing team has made this happen, and we are doing something now that eventually we wanted to do, but God was like, no, right now is the opportunity. Right now I'm gonna make you move. Right now I'm gonna make things uncomfortable so that you have no choice but to step into new territory and do things that you've never done before. Come on, families are being forced to spend time together. Some people love that. Some people are losing lots of hair and lots of sleep. But let me tell you, hey, parents, for the parents that are out there, single parents or families that are together, listen, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to invest in your children in ways and in hours that before you didn't have the opportunity to. And I know it's not easy. I got three of my own at home and we're all working from home and it's crazy and the kids are bored out of their mind and we're trying to get stuff for them to do. But listen, there's an opportunity here. Companies are being forced into situations of generosity with their employees. More and more large corporations are, are, are their, their employees aren't working, but they're choosing to still pay them. That's not normal in corporate America. There, there are things that are shifting, even in the values of what we're seeing around our nation. People are finding new jobs and new careers because they have to, because <laughs> they don't have jobs. They lost their job, they gotta find new options. Communities are beginning to rally together and help those in need. Which, you know, it is something that we always tend to respond to when we have to. But there's something about those moments where slowly but surely it begins to wake us up to the reality 
of what could be normal when communities rally to help those who aren't able to help themselves. So in these last couple of minutes, just let me encourage you through this season. Here's the first one. Be flexible. Come on, God does things his way. I don't know if you knew this yet or not. God likes to do things his way. And you know what? That's, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that God wants to do things his way. Check this out. The prophet Isaiah said in, uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 8 and 9, he says, and this is God speaking, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, and my ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Come on, Jesus healed the blind guy. They didn't just stop with saying, hey, there's an opportunity. He stepped into the opportunity. Now, I don't know about you, if you continue to read, and we won't read the next verses, you can. But Jesus healed the guy, but he didn't heal the guy in the way that that guy probably preferred Jesus to heal him. Because he's Jesus, he could have just put his hand on his shoulder and said, hey, receive your sight, go, you're healed, how about that? But what Jesus did is he said he picked up some dirt, he spit in it, this is weird, I'm gonna admit this, he stirred the spit into the, into the dirt until it turned into until clay, like a paste. He took the paste, rubbed it on the dude's eyes. Like if it's not bad enough that he was born blind and lived that way his whole life, now he's got some dude spitting mud in his face. And he puts the mud in his eyes and tells him to go down and wash in the Siloam River. And from that, he would come out and he would see. And it says that he went and he washed and he could see. God doesn't do things always the way that we think that he should. God has different ways of doing things, but you need to understand if you stay flexible, if you stay flexible to what God is doing, you will see why God is doing why he, or what he's doing. God knows what he's doing and he has a plan. And we need to be encouraged by the fact that God's not trying to figure this out. We're trying to figure it out, but God knows what he's doing. And we need to stay flexible with that plan. The thing is, is that if we, if we get rigid in our faith or if we get rigid in our perspective, then we will miss what God is doing. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what God's doing in this season. And lastly, I just want to encourage you, as you're listening to this today, to walk in opportunity. Stop seeing challenges and difficult times as in, in a negative light. All you have to do is hop on social media and scroll through and there's just people complaining, people that are upset. So a couple of them today, just in, in like a 30 second scroll, and there's like five or six different people. Hey, tell me the biggest thing that Corona has messed up for you. I'm like, well, I've got better things to think about than try to think about what's messed up. Why don't we flip the script on this and say, hey, what is possible now that wasn't possible before? What opportunities do we have now that we've never had before? What are we getting to do now that we never got to do before? And let's have a perspective that pushes us in a completely new direction. Check this out. 60% of the current uh, Fortune 500 companies were started in the worst possible financial times. There's always opportunity in hard times. This doesn't, this, this doesn't mean that we act like everything's perfect all the time. That's ridiculous. It's okay to be real with what's going on, but to allow your perspective to go in a position of faith. But instead of seeing difficult situations as all negative, why don't we slap some faith on it? Why don't we see what God's trying to do? But here's the reality. God is good all the time. That's his nature. It's not just he's good because he does good things. He's good because it's his nature to be good. God's goodness brings miracles to hard times.
And opportunity thrives on adversity. So if you want to live a completely adverse free life and you want to live a life where nothing's ever going wrong, I'm telling you that may be one of the most boring lives that you could ever live because God is looking for people who will respond in faith in these moments where everyone else is struggling, everyone else is panicking. Our world needs people who will stand up with faith and with expectation and with anticipation to say, hey, I believe that something good can happen from this. I believe that God is doing something special. I believe that we are going to see opportunity like never before. So what are you facing right now? What are you scared about? What are you struggling with in this current situation? How about instead of of you and I asking the wrong questions and allowing ourselves to be ruled by fear and anxiety, let's ask different questions. God, what are you trying to do in this season? God, how can I grow in this season? How can I learn something new in this season? God, what's possible in this season? Come on, let's stay flexible and let's walk in the opportunities that God is providing for us. God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you health. God wants to prosper you. God wants to bless your life and bless your family. God wants to to give you opportunities to do things that maybe you've never had the opportunity to before. Can I pray for you right now? Father, we just thank you so much for your peace. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, we thank you that you are not distant and absent during this season, but that you are working through tragedy. You are working through adversity to create opportunity, to get our attention, Father. And I pray that not just just those that are listening here, I pray for our nation. I pray for our entire world. Father, that you would help us to get on track with what you are doing that we would see the potential in this season. Father, we do pray for those who are struggling financially. We pray for those who are seriously battling physically, who are fighting for their lives. Lord, I I thank you that there's even more testimonies coming out of Italy right now of people who are being healed, people who are recovering. Father, we thank you that the tide is beginning to turn and we continue to speak to that in the mighty name of Jesus and ask, Lord, that you would bring healing to our planet. God, that you would help our eyes to turn to you Lord, that we would call on your name with anticipation for what you're gonna do. But God, we pray today, Lord, that you would give us your eyes to begin to see things the way that you see them and not get caught up in the negativity of the struggles that are around us right now. We thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you that right now, Lord, that you are, you're touching families, you're blessing marriages. Father, you're bringing people together in ways that they weren't together before. And God, I pray for those that are without employment, Lord, that you would create brand new, amazing opportunities for them that are better off than what they had before. Father, for companies and owners who are looking to be creative to figure out ways, Lord, to take care of their employees and continue, God, I pray that you would give them ideas, give them creativity. Father, open up doors of opportunity, create partnerships that weren't there before. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Convo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message, do us a favor. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us on iTunes, and share our podcast with your family, friends, and team members. If you live in the Reno area, come and be a part of Convo Church. Check us out on ConvoChurch.com and follow us on social media at Convo Church. We'll see you next time here on the Convo Church Podcast.